Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Welcome to e-commerce conversations, a podcast by practical e-commerce. Welcome to e-commerce conversations by practical e-commerce. My name is Kerry Murdoch. Steve Case, the co-founder of America Online, is by any measure an internet visionary and pioneer. His investment firm, Revolution, invested $40 million into big commerce a leading platform for smaller companies in 2013. He joins us today to discuss that investment as well as his outlook on SMB e-commerce generally. Well, Steve, thank you for your time today. It's good to be with you. Steve, you're, of course, an astute pioneering investor uh, with extensive, your firm, uh, extensive tech, and other investments. My first question for you today, Steve, is why invest in uh, SMB e-commerce? Well, at Revolution, we look to invest in people and ideas that can change the world. And we look for really big swing-for-the-fences kind of ideas that right now may be small companies, but we have the belief that they can be large companies over time because they're focused on disrupting large sectors of the economy and, and important aspects of, of people's lives. So that's the starting front. In terms of why we're interested in, the, in commerce specifically, only about, as you know, only about 10% of retail right now happens uh, through e-commerce. And clearly that's growing and will continue to grow. Uh, and we think that we wanted to be well positioned in that sector, so we've made a number of uh, e-commerce related uh, investments. Uh, and we also believe that we're beginning to see sort of the democratization of e-commerce, that, of course, some of the big players will uh, continue to be significant, but there's an opportunity for everybody to play if they have the, the tools that, that uh, really enable them to do that, both in terms of it being easy to get started and then easy to scale. Steve, by, by our count, there are something in the range of 600 e-commerce platforms, give or take. That's licensed platforms, hosted platforms. Your company, Revolution Growth, of course, last year or a year and a half ago, invested in BigCommerce, which is certainly a leading platform. Why, why did you pick BigCommerce and not one of the others? Well, we talked to a number when we were trying to understand the, you know, the, the, the business, but we really concluded BigCommerce had the the product uh, and the platform and the people and the partners to really emerge as the leader in, in, in the sector. And so we really like to bet on the ones that we think uh, can be the winners, try to be helpful, not just in terms of providing you know, the investment capital, but also helpful in terms of working with them to help expand their, their teams or, or establish new strategic alliances or, or, or things like that. We just believe they had the right uh, – Solution and some of that was because they had crafted the you know the the design of, of the platform in a in a very smart way and also been very thoughtful in trying to figure out ways to make it really easy for people to get started. 
but also easy for people to grow with the platform and stay with the platform. So as their business expanded, as their needs expanded, you know, big commerce can expand uh, with them. And they also recognize that this is the kind of business where partnerships it makes sense that that you know if you, you know, there's an old African proverb that if you want to go quickly you can go alone but if you want to go far you must go together and I think that applies in the e-commerce space as well so rather than try to do everything themselves big commerce has tried to create a platform that leverages the innovation happening throughout the ecosystem so open APIs so people can have apps on the big commerce platform partnering with payment providers rather than trying to be a, a payment solution on their own. So that open approach and platform approach uh, was really a key reason why we concluded they really had the right strategy, had the right team, had the right platform, and had the beginnings of the right partnerships to really emerge as the leader in the space. It was $40 million. Is that what? That's correct. Once you make a $40 million investment in a platform like BigCommerce, what happens then from your standpoint? How closely are you involved? Do you sit on the board? What do you do after you make that? Yeah, we, we, do, tell, we, we do get involved in the companies because, as I said, it's partly about the investment capital, but partly what we try to do uh, is really work with the, the, the companies, roll up our sleeves and try to be helpful. So in this case, I personally joined the board of, of Big Commerce and have been involved in particularly thinking about their partnership strategy and, and the, the role partners played. It was important before. It's even more important now because we really are trying to establish a, a tapestry of alliances around uh, Big Commerce, uh, and, and, and that's really where we think we can focus the most, uh, yeah, most of our efforts. Many observers, Steve, believe that e-commerce for smaller companies could be increasingly difficult going forward. They cite the growing dominance of huge marketplaces such as Amazon, Walmart's marketplaces growing, and others. How can a small for, – for smaller e-commerce companies listening to this, how can a small e-commerce company – prosper in that environment going forward? Well, I'm bullish on the role that these uh, smaller players can can play, and I, I certainly recognize that there's some, as you mentioned, some dominant players like Amazon and Walmart. I think they'll continue to have a important role, but we're starting to see uh, consumer preference for a wide variety of, of merchants, not just a few. Uh, and it's not that surprising to me because we've seen the same kind of evolution over the past couple decades and in other sectors of, of the economy, things like restaurants, where there's certainly some large players, a McDonald's or a Chipotle, there's, there are many large players, but there's also a continuing important role for kind of smaller you know, restaurants. And maybe, you know, maybe a you know, chef has one or two restaurants. So even though the big players have grown rapidly, uh, there's still been an important role for, for the kind of the niche providers, the specialized you know, providers that are providing a, a, just a little different kind of uh, experience. Similarly, we've seen that idea of the long tail with content, that there are certainly uh, important media companies that have a significant uh, presence in the market. But we've also seen uh, a explosion in, peep in voices, an explosion through blogs and Twitter and Facebook and, and other, other uh, kind of social media platforms. There are now far more people providing content, being essentially journalists, uh, sharing their point of view uh, than was true you know, a decade ago. So that proliferation of voices, again, suggests that consumer desire is for you know, not just a, a few media companies to 
to play that role, not just a few restaurant chains to feed them, but a broad range of providers. And we think the same dynamic is, is now happening in e-commerce. Up until now, until platforms like Big Commerce existed, it was somewhat limiting because if you were a small uh, merchant, you didn't really have the resources to create a terrific e-commerce site. You either would have to spend a lot of money and spend a lot of time on it, or you would really wouldn't be able to participate in a significant way. The, 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 the birth of, of platforms like big commerce has really enabled everybody to, to, to participate with very robust solutions that even a few years ago would have cost uh, a lot of money uh, and taken a lot of time. Now you can be up and running you know, really quickly and really inexpensively through, through big commerce. I think that will accelerate the, the adoption around e-commerce and a, a variety of, of providers, merchants that hadn't done it before, uh, and also accelerate this democratization of e-commerce and the development of the same kind of long-tail phenomenon that we've seen in sectors like content, uh, also now applying to commerce. Let's shift gears just for a sec and discuss discuss you and your firm. Your firm, of course, has Revolution, Revolution Growth, I believe is what's is the vehicle that invested in big commerce. Could you tell us about your company, what it does, what sort of investments you make, that sort of thing? Well, we started Revolution about a decade ago. We have two parts of it, Revolution Ventures, which focuses on early-stage investment, investing really in startups, and Revolution Growth focused on later-stage investing, investing what we think of as speed-ups. And big commerce, given the scale they already had when we started talking to them, was a $40 million investment out of our growth fund, which is actually the largest investment uh, we've made out of, it, out of, that, out of that fund. So it really shows our, our commitment to e-commerce and specifically our commitment to, uh, to big commerce. What we look for are great entrepreneurs that really have disruptive ideas uh, that really have the potential to, to change how we live our everyday lives and, and, and restructure, disrupt, if you will, you know, key sectors of, of the economy. So we look at things in a fairly broad context. We've invested in dozens of companies over the past uh, a decade, uh, and it's really been a lot of fun. And this is informed by my own experience as a co-founder of America Online, AOL, uh, you know, now, you know, 30 years ago. We really believed that someday the Internet would become part of everyday life, but at the time, only 3% of people were online. And so when we said we wanted to get America online, we knew it was going to take a while. It really took us a a decade. But finally, people realized the importance of it. Finally, we were able to establish the partnerships to kind of propel it. Uh, And and the Internet really took off. And at at its peak, AOL benefited from that because more than half of all the Internet traffic in the United States in the late 1990s came and went through, uh, through AOL. So we saw firsthand as an entrepreneur the power of an idea, the power of betting on a the company relatively early that had a big idea, you know, and, and the power of partnerships that surrounded AOL. So that same philosophy applies to what we do at Revolution. We look for those breakthrough ideas from terrific entrepreneurs who've already built great teams, but maybe we can help them take those teams to the next level on the, you know, helping recruit on the people front. Uh, we believe in partnerships, so maybe there's ways we can, you know, kind of leverage the network we have to establish uh, strategic alliances with more uh, players. We want to be helpful on the positioning front. Uh, different ways to think about uh, strategy. We want to be helpful on the policy front because we think the next wave of companies, sort of the third wave of the Internet, will have more of a connection with, with uh, governments, either as buyers or regulators. 
So those are the kind of opportunities we look for where we can we can really believe in the idea, believe it has the potential to be a significant company, but also believe that we can add some value in, in some discrete areas uh, beyond just being an investor. You mentioned at the onset that you had invested in e-commerce, other e-commerce uh, companies, I believe is what you said, in addition to big commerce. Are you able to say what those are? Sure. There have been a variety of different companies, and we actually were, were fairly involved in the birth of the e-commerce now more than two decades ago. And it's amusing to think now, but I remember going to conferences back then where there'd be pretty vigorous debate whether e-commerce would ever take off. And, and uh, you know, the, there is certainly some some bullish views, but the the cynical view was that nobody would ever feel comfortable entering their credit card online because of the fear of hackers. Uh, and now, obviously, we're at a point where not only do people willingly put their credit card online, but they actually ask the, the provider, to the merchant, to save the credit card information so they won't have to enter it again. And now don't mind those, those merchants tracking their purchases so they can recommend other products that might be of interest. So it just shows you how quickly uh, this is uh, this whole phenomenon has has evolved. Any are, are you able to say companies that you've invested in since you started Revolution? In, in addition to big commerce, in the last couple of years, there have been a couple other investments, specifically in e-commerce, out of our growth fund. Uh, one is a company called Lolly Wally Doodle that has really pioneered the use of social media, initially Facebook, but it's now expanded as a way to create demand uh, for their, their products, which are focused at you know, really targeting young girls with apparel. We've also invested in Custom Inc., uh, which has been in the, in the group T-shirt business. We've built a fairly significant uh, business on providing, whether it be for, for uh you know, clubs or, 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 or groups that are doing uh, charity uh, walks or things like that, the ability to buy 50 or 100 of these customized T-shirts, uh, and that's grown quite rapidly, and they're, they're moving into some uh, other sectors. We've also, through our venture activity, uh, Revolution Ventures invested in, in Booker, which is providing a booking platform uh, for a variety of different providers. So there's a, a number of different investments we've made over the past couple of years in the e-commerce space, but our largest investment uh, it really is in big commerce for the reasons that I mentioned. We really believe it is the kind of breakout company uh, that can you know, dramatically transform the e-commerce landscape and in the process enable uh, a lot of people to participate, What I, you know, this whole idea of democratizing e-commerce, and in the process also build a, a valuable company for, for investors, including ourselves. Steve, I'd like to ask you uh, a couple of macro-related questions or questions related to macro issues that could affect the continued growth of e-commerce, especially SMB e-commerce. The first one you've alluded to or you mentioned earlier, and that is online payments, credit card payments. Credit card payments for smaller merchants, they're very, very difficult for smaller merchants to understand. Processing statements are difficult to understand. Credit card processing rates can vary from one merchant account provider to the next. Fraud's always an issue. Merchants are largely responsible for detecting fraud. What's What's the future of online payments? Well, it's obviously going to be significant because the the whole online sector, whether it be content or commerce or community, other aspects, it continues to grow rapidly, uh, and online payments are kind of part and parcel of that. And so it will need to continue to, to evolve so that it is easy and, and safe uh, for merchants as well as being convenient 
uh, and affordable for, for, for customers. So that will continue to evolve. But the strategy of big commerce has really been don't try to do this on your own. Partner with other companies. And there are already partnerships between big commerce and companies like PayPal and, and Stripe. Uh, and recently, uh, big commerce did another round of investment, and one of the investors in the company was uh, was American Express, which is another example of sort of the mainstream payment providers recognizing that things are changing in the commerce space, particularly in the e-commerce space, and and also recognizing that big commerce as a company really has an opportunity to emerge as the leader in the in the in this field. So the online payment space will continue to evolve. Will continue to become important. Uh, the big commerce strategy of, of partnering with others that are really are experts in that field and, and integrating them into the big commerce platform so merchants can get up and running easily and don't have to worry about these, these online payment providers. And big commerce can essentially get the benefit of its network of e-commerce merchants uh, to negotiate favorable uh, rates from these, these uh, payment providers. We think that's the right strategy here. Sales taxes, the shift, of course, from from brick-and-mortar retailing to online retailing has really put local taxing districts, as you know, in a, in a financial bind. There's a mishmash of state laws, county laws on sales taxes. It's very confusing for merchants. Congress has gotten involved but hasn't done anything to date. What's the answer for e-commerce sales taxes? Well, I, I actually was involved 20-plus uh, years ago in, in, in trying to – uh, get the you know, Congress to, to not tax e-commerce because it, it, in the early days of e-commerce, it was important uh, that there not be any uh, constraints put in place or bottlenecks or barriers put in place that might slow the growth of, of e-commerce. Uh, e-commerce is growing rapidly. Uh, it's still only 10% of retail, but clearly is growing rapidly. So it's not surprising uh, that Congress is now taking a, a fresh look at it. I don't know exactly what they should do. I've not been involved recently in discussions with the Congress on these issues, but I do think ultimately uh, more of a federal solution uh, so it isn't the kind of patchwork of inconsistent state laws you reference is, is, is probably the, the answer, but exactly when to do it and how to do it and, and how to structure it. Uh, I've not been in, involved enough uh, recently to really have an informed view on it, but the fact that it's an issue on the table now, I think, is a sign that e-commerce is coming of age uh, and it's becoming a more significant part of people's lives, a more significant part of of the economy, uh, and as a result, it's time to take a fresh look at what the right approach should be. Anything else, sir, on your mind about e-commerce generally, SMB e-commerce, your investment in big commerce? Anything else that we haven't touched on? No, I think we've covered the you know the key points. I guess I just end kind of where we began, which is the reason we're so excited by this is we've seen the evolution of e-commerce over the you know past couple of decades. We've seen it go from an idea uh, that had its you know, cynics and critics who didn't believe it would ever get off the ground to now being a you know, pretty significant industry and a pretty significant you know, and growing sector of, of commerce overall. But there's still a lot of opportunity to grow, and, and we're big believers in empowering merchants to be players uh, in e-commerce. That's really a key driver behind our investment with, with, with big commerce. We really want to make sure everybody has the tools uh, to, to really compete on a global stage 
and Duck can do it inexpensively, and the and the you know the big commerce platform can you know can be, can start with the you know well under a hundred dollars a month, uh, and then scale up from there depending on your needs. And also you know we can set up the stores relatively quickly. You can be up and running in in a couple hours with the ba- the beginnings of a store. The whole idea of giving people everywhere the power to participate in this what's now a global e-commerce opportunity is what big commerce is all about it's why revolution you know growth backed them and we really believe it has the potential to emerge as the leader in the e-commerce space and in the process really democratize e-commerce and and over time maybe millions of merchants are able to participate that otherwise wouldn't have been able to participate because of a relatively easy to use, relatively inexpensive yet scalable e-commerce platform. That's really what you know, big commerce is all about, and that's why we're so excited to be investors. Why I've been so excited to be a, a member of the board of directors at Big Commerce. Well, for purposes of our listeners, we've been visiting with Steve Case. Steve's investment company is Revolution. That's at Revolution.com. We've discussed his investment, his company's investment in big commerce. That website is bigcommerce.com. And Steve Case, we want to thank you for your time today, sir. Thank you.